Welcome to Mouseliness, where we'll discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between, and with a special Disney recipe every week. This week on Kate Watches a Movie, we're reviewing the computer that wore tennis shoes. And now the news. Disney has confirmed new dates for the extended evening hours at Disney's Animal Kingdom and the attraction lineup. Extended evening hours are available over there on November 8th. November 22nd, December 4th, and 28th, and the attractions that will be open are Avatar, Flight of Passage, Dinosaur, Expedition Everest, It's Tough to Be a Bug, Meet Your Favorite Disney Pals at the Adventure Outpost, The Navi River Journey, and Triceratop Spin. Extending evening hours is a benefit for guests staying at a deluxe hotel on Disney property, offers two hours of additional park time after regular close, and these resorts include Animal Kingdom Lodge, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Contemporary, Grand Flow, Polly, Wilderness Lodge, Yacht Club, Bay Lake Towers, Boulder Ridge Villas, Copper Creek Villas, Animal Kingdom, oh, Jumbo House, Kadani Village, the Beach Club Villas, the Boardwalk Villas, the Old Key West Resort, Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, the Riviera, Saratoga Springs and Resort, the Villas at the Grand Flow, and other selected hotels are the Swan, the Dolphin, the Swan Reserve, and Shades of Green. And I had to report on the new soft serve place at Epcot. <laughs> Its Swirled Showcase replaces the former Traveler's Cafe Starbucks location, which sat empty since Starbucks relocated to Connection Cafe and World Celebration. And for the menu, they have Mickey-shaped liquid nitro cake, soft syrup and a waffle cone vanilla, apple cinnamon, salted caramel, cream soda float with vanilla, Fanta grape with vanilla soft serve. And for beverages, they have a frozen apple pie, non-alcoholic, a cinnamon apple cider non-alcoholic three daughters toaster coconut porter three daughters toasted coconut porter float with salted caramel soft serve berry fizz fagiolino red sparkling wine float with vanilla soft serve a wine float is interesting is now is this just for the um for the festivals or is it going to be a permanent kind of thing i'm not sure okay all right so so for some more epcot news Epcot has unveiled the new Mickey Mouse sculpture as part of the Disney 100 celebration. The new platinum Mickey Mouse sculpture is located in World Celebration along the bridge to World Showcase. With Spaceship Earth in the background, the Mickey sculpture makes a great photo spot, especially now that the Stargates are gone. Narcoosie's is currently closed for additional equipment updates. Narcoosie's is located in... What? Did they just reopen? Yeah, like... (laughs) Like recently, I don't remember when, but it was relatively recently. Yeah, it, the next line is, despite only recently reopening from a major refurbishment, it appears that more work is needed to bring the restaurant on up to full operational capacity. Disney says that it expects Narcoosie's to reopen by mid-October. Other dining locations at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa remain available, including the signature dining favorite Citricos. Also, in honor of Walt Disney World's annual pass holders can now pick up Oswald the Lucky Rabbit Magnet at Epcot. You'll be able to find this magnet over at the Creation Shop from September 20th through October 23rd. And of course, it's limited one magnet per pass holder. You must be present to pick it up. And they are not responsible for any lost, stolen, or damaged magnets. Locations, dates, and operation hours are subject to change without notice. 
Holiday Fiesta en la Cala at Disney Jollywood Nights. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Jeez. Disney has unveiled another sneak peek at some of the entertainment coming to Disney Hollywood Nights at Walt Disney World this holiday season. Holiday Fiesta en la Cala will be one of the entertainment offerings featured at a brand new nighttime party, Disney Jollywood Nights, when it debuts at Disney's Hollywood Studios on November 11th at Walt Disney World Resort. Located on Commissary Lane, guests will discover a holiday street fair filled with lively energy. Latin holiday music will fill the air as musicians play along the walkways. Disney says warm lighting and colorful decor will give the street a vibrant feel as guests sip drinks and nibble treats inspired by Latin holiday traditions. Disney Jollywood Nights takes place from 8.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. with ticket holders able to enter the park at 7 p.m. Ticket prices range from $159 to $179 per person with That's a $10 insane. discount available for Walt Disney World <laughs> annual pass holders. $10 off. Ooh, sign me up. <laughs> Save my $10 bucks to spend $179. Disney Jollywood Nights 2023 dates are November 11th, which is already sold out. The 18th, 20th, 27th, and 29th. December 4th, 6th, 16th, 18th, and 20th. You'll be welcome to Disney Jollywood Nights with a DJ spinning a mix of holiday tunes. Commissary Lane comes to life with a lively Latin street fair. Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy host a live holiday special at Theater of the Stars with some of their Disney friends. And Hyperion Theater will host a spirited sing-along with Jack Skellington and Oogie Boogie. You'll also encounter glitz and glamour at two limited-capacity entertainment experiences, a jazz lounge at the Hollywood Brown Derby, and an otherworldly soiree at the Hollywood Tower Hotel Courtyard. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam! Returns featuring <laughs> fireworks, special effects, and state-of-the-art projections. The event also includes unique photo opportunities throughout the night. Pose with friends for holiday-themed magic shots and two new Disney PhotoPass experiences throughout the night. Complimentary digital downloads of your Disney PhotoPass photos captured during the event are included with the price of your ticket. Meet Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and the rest of the iconic gang in Animation Courtyard on a hot set with holiday props. Get in the spirit with your favorite throwback friends like Powerline Max and Phineas and Ferb at Echo Lake and strike a pose with Edna Mode and chill with one of our super friends at Pixar Place. Finally, event attendees will have after-hours access to favorite rides and coasters like Slinky Dog Dash, Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, and more. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will use the virtual queue during Disney Jollywood Night. Just so you know, <laughs> that's that's a little crazy. I'm kind of surprised that you'd still have to enter a virtual queue for that after spending almost 200 bucks for tickets. I know, right? Yeah, that that is ridiculous. <laughs> so now on to our main topic, where we watch the computer wore tennis shoes. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm sure you have. <laughs> so does Marsh. <laughs> oh, we heard Marsh's thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, The Computer That Wore Tennis Shoes is a 1969 American science fiction comedy film starring Kurt Russell, Cesar Romero, Joe Flynn, and William Schallert. It was produced by Walt Disney Productions and distributed by Buena Vista Distribution Company. It was one of several films made by Disney using the setting of Medfield College, first used in 1961 Disney film The Absent-Minded Professor, and its sequel Son of Flubber. The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes is the first film for the series 
Dexter Riley. So Dexter Riley, played by Kurt Russell and his friends, attend a small private college known as Medfield College, which cannot afford to buy a computer. The students persuade wealthy businessman A.J. Arno, played by Cesar Romero, to donate an old computer to the college. Arno is secretly the head of a large illegal gambling ring, which used the computer for its operations. While installing a replacement computer part during a thunderstorm, Riley receives an electric shock and becomes a human computer. He now has superhuman mathematical talent, can read and remember the contents of an encyclopedia volume in a few minutes, and can speak a language fluently after reading one textbook. His new abilities make him a worldwide celebrity and Menfield's best chance to win a televised quiz tournament with a $100,000 prize. Riley single-handedly leads Medford's team in victories against other colleges. During the tournament on live television, a trigger word, Applejack, causes him to unknowingly recite details of Arno's gambling ring. Arno's henchmen kidnap Riley and plan to kill him, but his friends help him escape by locating the house in which he is being kept, posing as house painters to gain access and sneaking him out in a large truck. During the escape, he suffers a concussion, which, during the tournament final against a rival Springfield State, gradually returns his mental abilities to normal. However, one of his friends, Skyler, is able to answer the final question, which was a Midwest city is located exactly on an area designated as the geographic center of the United States. For 10 points and $100,000, can you tell us the name of the city, with the answer being Lebanon, Kansas? Medfield wins a $100,000 prize. Arno and his henchmen are arrested when they attempt to escape the TV studio and crash head-on into a police car. All right, so on to the cast. We have Kurt Russell as Dexter Riley, Cesar Romeo as A.J. Arno, Joe Flynn as Dean Higgins, William Charlotte as Professor Quigley, Alan Hewitt as Dean Collingswood, Richard Backlin as Chili Walsh, Debbie Payne as Annie Hanna. I don't know if you have to read every single one of these people. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of people in it. I don't know. Like maybe. Oh, Ed Begley Jr. He was the Springfield State panelist. Um, There's a lot of cast that I'm not really sure of who they are. It's just like his college friends. Yeah. 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 You know who um, Frank Welker is. You know the name. Yes. He's big 80s voiceover actor he played in a lot of the saturday morning cartoons okay and he start. he was as henry other than that i think like the first really big ones on here is kurt russell obviously um cesar romero romeo have you say his name romero yeah <laughs> the joker who was yeah the joker and other the guy that, who played angelo was kurt russell's real dad yes Really? But is he listed? Yeah. yeah. Right oh, yeah. Bing Russell. As Angelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, music, the film's theme song, The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes, was written by Robert F. Brunner and Bruce Belland. And that's about all the music that was in the damn song. That song was <laughs> awful, too. I did not yeah. like it. It was awful. Well, it was very late 60s, early 70s. It reminded me of a really bad Beatles band. Oh, like, uh, The Monkees. Some, yeah, yeah. The monkeys. <laughs> they were trying, but they didn't quite get there. Yes. <laughs> and for reception, A.H. Wheeler of the New York Times wrote, this computer isn't IBM's kind, but it's homey, lovable, and excited as porridge, <laughs> and as anti- antiseptic and predictable. Any homey half-hour TV family show, Gene Siskel of the 
Chicago Tribune, I rather enjoy the computer wear tennis shoes, and I suspect children under 14 will like it too. Variety said, above average family entertainment. I guess maybe back then. Enhanced in great well, I mean, measure. When you think about it, yeah, it's it's an older movie. Yeah. Yeah, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it 50% based on six reviews. Hey, Robin, you see, this is the problem when we're reviewing these older movies, though. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't really count because Rotten Tomatoes wasn't around when this movie was released. So nobody's going to go back and write an accurate review for their time. There's no way to time travel. (laughs) And the Blu-ray came out on September 9, 2014, a Disney Movie Club exclusive. Sequels, they're sequels. No. Now you see them, now you don't. And since 72, (laughs) The Strongest Man in the World, 75, Wait, why are you saying no, Kate? No. <laughs> wait, wait. If this if this came out as a DMC exclusive, we don't own this, do we? Do we? One of the ones we did canceled or I sent did back? Not buy. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope not. And they actually did a remake of this in 1995, starring Kirk Cameron as Dexter Riley. No, thank you. And other Disney Channel films carrying similar plots were not quite human film series, which aired in the 80s and early 90s. The films were based on series of novels with the same name. A 2000 episode of The Simpsons, The Computer Wore Menace Shoes, as a reference to the film of the episode, isn't related to the film in any way, according to M. Keith Booker in his book, Drawn to Television, Primetime Animation, From the Flintstones to Family Guy. So some trivia. The campus shown outside the window of the dean's office is actually a photograph of the buildings in the Walt Disney Studios. The very same backdrop was used during the run of the Disneyland television show for scenes shot on the set that served as Walt Disney's office when he hosted segments of the program. And there's a continuity mistake where Professor Quigley shows his students a grocery list and then demonstrates how a computer can be used to make a phone call to the grocers and place the order by playing a recorded message. However, the grocery items named on the recording do not match the items on the list. And this was Kurt Russell's first film, a starring role, first Disney film. Well, Tim, you noticed another continuity issue with the car. Yes, when he's driving in the rainstorm in his little yeah, um, Mustang dune buggy. He, no, oh, yeah, buggy. yeah, dune buggy, yeah. He had all the notes taped to the yeah, side window. Yeah. Dune buggies don't have side windows. It That's barely true. has a roof. <laughs> That's true. So, just little things. All right. So, Kate says she has a lot of lot of words to say about this. So, let's go to Kate. You know, Kate, just before we start, this movie does take place in the same university as your other favorite movie. I know. Yeah, it's in the same universe. Yeah. I actually hated this movie just as much as the absent-minded professor. I knew it. <laughs> I hate I you too. Okay. When I, towards the end of the movie, I was like, I hate Tim. I hate Tim. I hate Tim. <laughs> I hate myself at this point because I, I had forgotten how bad this movie was. I'm sure as a kid, it's a lot better. Oh, no, I saw it as a kid. <laughs> it's just cheesy. It, I mean, yeah, just Maybe. to think, like, it's kind of cool to look how big computers actually were back in the day and how expensive they were, but we carry stronger computers in, yeah. our, in our hands now. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's definitely dangerous. As soon as they put the thing in his ear and saw, like, computer parts, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this movie. I'm done. 
Oh no, when they looked in his eyes and yeah. the computer parts. Yeah. Like, okay. I also feel that it could have ended like way earlier. It, this movie was so The killing like, was so nonsense. random for a Disney movie. We're gonna murder him and that that was kind of weird to me too. And but. there there's a a reference to Playboy magazine. Yeah, there was like in some ra- and he's like making out with the two chicks and I'm like, yeah. whoa. It was a little risque for Disney. Yeah. It was the 70s. Free love, baby. It was the 60s. It was the late 60s. It's not good. There's no. just no other word for it. It it just wasn't good. I mean, it, it was very predictable. You knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Parts of it were borderline, like, insulting. I'm like, oh, okay. Just everything was bad with this movie. Yeah. Cesar Romero... Pretty much just played the Joker without the makeup. Yeah, pretty much. His henchman in this movie. So that was kind of odd. Yeah, the whole gambling aspect of the movie was kind of weird, too. Like, I feel like it was tacked on. It's like, oh, we need yeah. to make it longer. Let's add this. And it's kind of kinda like the cat did. movie that they're adding different things. Like, random pieces. But you liked the cat movie. I'm just saying, but parts of that movie didn't go together, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Just like, yeah, parts of this movie. Well, I I think they could be said for a lot of these movies from back then. I mean, because it was 190 minutes. That's short by today's movie standards. Yeah, because I looked at the time and I was like, oh my God. And Marsha's like, it's not that long compared to a real movie nowadays. It felt like we were watching Avatar, time wise. (laughs) Twice, like both of them back to back. Like Avatar Part Who one, voted two, for this? Who voted back. for this movie? Not me. Uh not me. Not Marsh. Take a look. <laughs> we can punish them all now. Starting with me because it was my movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they were all like my friends. <laughs> 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 well, except for a couple of your friends. The music there really isn't any to speak no. of. So no, I, I you can't good. really The it's one song the... it had is awful, so that's two down. Just for well, the one I mean, song. Yeah. It was just super, like, 60s and 70s. And not even, like, good 60s, 70s. It, it was just, like... Herbie yeah. was good in that 60s, 70s. But Herbie actually had a soundtrack. Yeah. Her, there was more than one song in her. Well, yeah, that too. This was just... This was just made for, like, kids, though, I feel. It really didn't have... For an adult, I, I don't think any adult would really enjoy enjoy this no the car chase was even boring with the whole paint throwing the paint and all that stuff that's a point that i have to bring up where'd they get the truck where'd they get the paint where'd they get the The... paint supplies and none of it made sense like the end of this movie makes what just happened here they could just say oh what are their uncles on the paint store and you know but no no, all of a sudden they got a paint truck and this is the plot like they they didn't even like say this is what we're gonna do they just showed up at the house yeah. They're painting the house. I'm like, okay, this is odd. <laughs> it's very, it just, it was inter- it was weird. Very weird. I didn't uh, hate the main character as much as the absent-minded professor, but I hated the movies equally, if that makes sense. Well, you can't, you can't hate Kurt Russell. I mean, it's impossible to hate Kurt Russell. Yeah, that too. Well, you just hated the main character because of, like, the first five minutes of the movie, and then you were But finished. he didn't show up to his wedding. Yeah, Marsh brought it up, like, right before we were started recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's the only reason why you hated that character, I feel. 
Yes. It wasn't funny. There was like maybe one or two jokes through the whole movie. Okay. It was kind of funny, but. They were corny, but they were a few chuckles. But like when the kid answered the phone. Yeah. Like when they hid the thing to listen into their meeting or whatever at the beginning. Yeah. That was. That that was was funny. Some of it was cute. Some of it was well done. Not most of it was bad. All right. So for plot. Kate, go ahead. Avi, two down. Marsh is two down. So, Tim, plot. Two ears down. I gotta go with the same. Two ears down. It It's not good. <laughs> it's just not. It is way too predictable. You know what's gonna happen. I mean, common sense. And we electricity is not new. The last time I checked. Even back in the 60s, 70s. Pretty sure when you're soaking wet, standing in a puddle, it's not a good idea to touch things that say high voltage. Wouldn't he have died with that much electricity? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Without a doubt. So, pretty much common sense tells you. I mean, they've had trains where it says high voltage on the third rail forever. And, yeah, that was just dumb. So, acting, Kate? It was fine. <laughs> it was okay. It was just the jokes and the plots not going together, like the different scenes not going together and stuff like that. The acting was fine. So what's your verdict? I guess acting one up, one down, I guess. Tim? I'd say the same thing because I grew up watching Caesar Romero and Batman, and I was used to that over-the-top villain type acting so i i kind of like it but the rest of it was like all those other kids and the deans they were like okay you know this is not working yeah like you said you can't not like kurt russell yeah i mean yeah you can't not like kurt russell but all the other ones are like yeah you know you can do without them i'm gonna agree one up one down for all the reasons you both said so I'm pretty sure I know where, what the final outcome of this is going to be, but I have to ask it anyway, Kate. Two down. <laughs> final verdict. Tim? Yep, two down. No need, don't need to uh, waste your time watching this one. As bad as it is, I don't even think I'd leave it on in the background while I'm doing something <laughs> else. I think I'd actually physically get up to change it. <laughs> Maybe just take some stills of Kurt Russell and just have it play through yeah. Apple photos. But there you go. They're far better this, Kurt Russell movies to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was his first starring role. You know, he what? It wasn't him that was bad in it. It's just no, it wasn't him. I mean, he ends up in jail. At, well, it's just so like convoluted and just strange. Yeah. And he like flips so quickly when he realizes his friends were there. his real. Yeah, and he get he was cocky for half of it, and yeah, and all of a sudden now he realizes it, and it you know it takes was... time for them to realize that kind of thing in, in movies, but it, it could have been wrapped up as a half hour after school special. Yeah, and that's one to grow on. I mean, it's just no, just no, no more, no mas. All right, Kate, so. I, I don't recommend this to anyone. If you had a <laughs> different reaction or if you really love this movie, please feel free to let us know over our, on our Mausolinius Facebook group. If you've never watched the movie, don't bother. And Kate's going to save us from this 
movie travesty and she has the recipe for for us this week so take it away kate this is for all my fall basic bees this is this is joffrey's frappe pumpkin pie frappe you're going to need one cup of joffrey's pumpkin creme brulee flavored coffee cold brewed coffee or brewed strong a third a cup of pumpkin puree from a can be sure it's the only ingredient on the can says pumpkin one cup of milk they prefer whole two percent or almond milk works best two tablespoons of maple syrup or agave one teaspoon of vanilla extract half a teaspoon of pumpkin pie spice half a teaspoon of cinnamon one and a half tablespoons of sugar and two cups of ice whipped cream and cinnamon for garnish and just combine all your ingredients into a blender blend until smooth and top with a pumpkin cookie if you so choose how many drinks does this make one that's a big it's 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 a real it's a big one i was just gonna say that that's that that's gonna leave you bouncing off the walls and want in a horrible sugar crash after your time (laughs) (laughs) it sounds tasty but i'm afraid of it (laughs) (laughs) all right well i guess it's time to announce the movies we're gonna put up for the poll for next week so we i'm we afraid they're gonna choose wrong just like they choose wrong 95 percent of the time wow <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're leaving our fate in your hands people please don't do us dirty you do not know how hard it is to get kate to agree to do these episodes and if we keep on giving her bad films to watch i'm not gonna want to do it anymore you see she you heard it from the horse's mouth herself so Please be nice. So we have three movies for you to choose from. So it's going to be Mr. Toad and the Inventors of Ichabod Crane. We have Frackenweenie instead of Frankenweenie because it's... (laughs) (laughs) So we have Frankenweenie rounding out this list. We have The Haunted Mansion. Not the new one, but the one featuring Getting Murphy. It's a classic. (laughs) so i mean maybe if you're nice to us we'll try to make kate watch um the what is it called part two halloween town part two oh (laughs) i don't think anybody wants to go through that i think we'd rather watch that than i think i'd rather watch the computer wore tennis shoes again (laughs) that's how bad it was when you got done watching it what movie did it recommend to watch next yeah the stupid (laughs) <laughs> that's what marsh said i was like no a little bit shorter of an episode but there's really not much to talk about a movie that we all pretty much hated so yeah. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us for tonight on our facebook group over at Masolinius. and we'll see to you all in about two weeks get to voting vote right please 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 <laughs> do me a solid I had to do it. (laughs) Y'all have a great night. Bye. Bye.